You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Yo, yo, what's going on? Episode three, hanging out, hanging out. You hanging out, Scotty? Yo, absolutely, man. How you doing, man? How you living, dude? Got 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 any news, dude? Yeah, man, definitely. I got a uh, <laughs> you tell him, shout man. out. Man. You tell him, big, brother. Big shout out to uh, some new creative partners. Never guess. <laughs> Leafly, Leafly, man. Oh man, I can hear the folks already, man. I know, I know. We've had we've had a checkered past with them, but pretty pretty proud to announce that Dude Grows and Scotty Real will from this point on be producing quality content along with and with Leafly. I don't know if I want to say. I, I will say maybe partnered, if you will. Yeah, man. I, I, don't worry, man. Nothing's gonna change, dude. We're still gonna be bringing the real deal grow content, man, and the real deal knowledge, man. Yeah, well, it, plus I, I don't know, turned me on a little. They got a professional program directors over there, helped us refine our shows and, you know, what we're going to be bringing you to and step up our game a little bit and, uh, you know, access top-notch guests like the one we're about to talk to. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about. The dude was against this from the start. Uh, but, you know, when I kind of explained the fact that we could really get some some top-notch guests like the one I'm about to introduce in a second here, man, uh, do kind of change this tune, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it was hard. I'll give it that. I'll give it that. But I was like, fine, you know, put your money where your mouth is, man. Why don't you get us, just get us somebody like Tommy Chong, come and do, you know, come and sit down on the show and do what we're smoking segment. I, uh, then maybe you could get me to believe, maybe I could come over to the other side. So, I mean, I know if you could do that, then then I'd say Leafly's for real, man. I don't know. I still feel bad saying that. <laughs> I told you that they're fucking for real. And uh, do you know who is on the phone? Let me see if I can patch him in here, man. Uh, say hello, uh, Mr. Tommy Chong. It's an honor, man. Please say hello to the dude. Hey, man. I just wanted to say hi to Todd and the dude. Welcome to the Leafly family. It's actually Scotty, but thank you so much, man. You're a real hero to the stoner community out there. So, Mr. Tommy Chong, man, tell me, what are you smoking, man? Is this where I talk about the Marley Natural brands, man? Well, I'm smoking up on some Marley Natural original Marley strains. Oh, yeah? Okay, what's the story with those? Yeah, man, after Bob passed, I think his kids and grandkids went through, like, every bit of his belonging. You know, find stuff and trade for weed, man. You know, by 2014, they were down to buying seeds from his buds. Yeah, man. Now the rich white guys are growing it with lights and chemicals and making it better. Bob would be digging this, I bet. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, we're just glad to have you on the show, brother. 
And I got one last message for Bobby and the Dude, and especially to all the listeners out there. I just want you all to take it easy out there in Babylon, man, and make sure to smoke a lot of weed today, man. And don't take anyone too seriously, because it's April Fool's Day, and I'm not Tommy Chong, and Leafly still sucks. (laughs) Did we get you? Hey, happy April Fool's Day, everybody. Uh, just to be clear, we are not doing anything with Leafly. That's just completely a joke, man. That was not Tommy Chong. That was Carl from Dynagro, who sounds a shitload like Tommy Chong as far as I'm concerned, man. So big ups to Carl, man. Thanks a million, and hope you guys all had a laugh, man. Here's the show. Yo, yo, what's growing on? Episode three, Dude Grow Show. You hanging in there, Scotty? Absolutely. Absolutely hanging in there, man. Having a good time. Definitely, definitely. Getting into April here, and uh, yeah, starting it off right. I do have uh, my uh, solid heavy metal one next to me, and, and some tea. I've been alternating between tea and coffee just to take the edge off, you know? Just to and you got to step into the next millennium with a little bit of glass, man. Fuck the metal. Well, this one is actually the, uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's it's this is a baddie. It's like the size of your typical baddies, but it's made out of... I don't know. It weighs like a pound. It's not, I don't like those aluminum ones. Like this thing is the real deal. Nothing's burning off it and going into me. Um, but it, it's you can. It's impossible to break. Uh, which happened after uh, my my lady friend broke. I think two or three things in a row, and I'm like, all right, that's it. And then I saw this thing, and this thing you could throw. You could throw it through. Uh, you know, whatever you want. Sure, man. Sure. Be around till the next millennium, man. You like that? You want to hear it? How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds like it tastes, man, like metal. <laughs> All right, I'll take the criticism. You're right. I mean, my freaking volcano is down right now, and I've been saying that for too long. So I need yeah, we got to bring those to the cup, man. I wanted, I, I wanted to get the uh, the big volcano bags going around right at the cup, man. I thought that'd be fun. Oh hell yeah, that's a good idea, man. I got to order that part as we speak. I'm going to try and get up and get some ordering on Amazon and, and keep rolling and multitask. But today's show, guys. Uh, we've got a good show coming at you with what's going on. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the cup, some uh, herb reviews. Maybe Scotty has a dispensary review. Uh, we're going to be hanging out, uh, trying to uh, – there's a cool show out there. Um, I'll get into that right away, actually, called uh, – um, how? no, that's not it. Sorry, here we go. Um, the Smoking Screen Podcast. Yeah, man, right on. Now, I think uh, – have. It's basically it's an awesome idea. Uh, Jay and Syllable over there, the Smoking Screen podcast. They said they screen and review new and classic movies while enjoying the herb. So I dig on that, man. Like it, I, I haven't fully checked out uh, their site, but the fact that they're going to have a, a, an event coming up for the twentieth. Um, and they're hosting a special episode called The Top 5 Stoner Films to Watch on 420. Hell yeah, I love it, man. So, Shit, I could think of, I could think of my yeah. top five, man. You got a top five? Top five, right? I mean, I could, yeah, I could throw some out there for sure. The classics, you know, like the big Lebowski. Oh, be more predictable, the- why don't you, man? Exactly. I mean, it is. All right, how about some Mad Max and the Thunderdome, man? Yeah, why don't you just tell there. me half-baked, man? <laughs> yes exactly no i'll be you know up in smoke dude up in smoke cheech and chong yeah but those are the obvious ones Why, come what on do you dig got? deeper man dig deeper no you dig deeper come on you right off the top of your head what do oh, you think man i was i was thinking about this a little bit i all right i came up with rocky horror picture show 
because that is fucking hilarious, man. It's a, just the wackiest. I don't care if it's from 1970-something or whatever. That shit is wacky and weird and funny and goes real, yes, goes real wacky... good with weed. One of those Halloween buzzes. You come home from Halloween, <laughs> maybe you had a couple edibles. You turn that shit on, it's 10 at night, and you're like, what the hell? Shit's good, man. So, yeah, that, that was one of them, man. Come on, what you got? Go one for one with me, man. Come one on. for one, maybe the same era. I agree with you on the wackiness of that movie. I'm not so sure if I got it. One time, actually, when I lived down there in Florida for a couple of years, I got, I won't say suckered into, but somewhere there in Fort Lauderdale or Broward, they sure. showed that where everybody got into their, uh, you know, their get up and throwing shit around. And like, it was, it was, it was one of those things. It's worth yeah. experiencing. Not sure if it's my thing, but I, I'll, I like it. I, I'll well, I never pick. been to one of those, man. I totally miss whatever the fuck that's all about. I'm just telling you, I watch this movie every time I come home fucked up from trick or treating. And, uh, it cracks me up, man. God damn, that movie's weird, man. I didn't have to wear my leather chaps assless to the- <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in that movie, man. That's the 70s for you. All right. Honey. Well, um, I have I have two. And what we're going to do with these guys uh, is we're, we're going to record you know, a couple-minute uh, clips, send it over to them, and see if we can get into the top five stoner films to watch. Uh, and if you want to check them out at all, it's thesmokingscreen.com. But mine, one I remember this movie is a trip. It's called The Duel. <laughs> And it's 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 a seventy one flick I think, and it's basically where this badass, you know, like murdered out semi truck tanker style is chasing around this car, and like the guy cannot get away from it, and that's the movie, and it's like an hour and twenty minutes long of that. But if we, we when you I showed Scotty a clip before we started today, and it, you seem to like it, you seem yeah, to get I mean, it definitely pick. raised my blood pressure just that one, you know, that one thirty <laughs> second clip, man. So. Yeah, we'll have to see, man. But that one would be funny, man. I guess that was back in the day in 1971. What'd you do? You went to the drive-in and you either smoked joints or you made out. You know what I'm saying? So you wanted wanted a good car movie like that, man. I like it. I got one more, maybe not out of left field, but uh, uh, Time Bandits, man. Crazy movie, bunch of great midget you know actors, and, Thank, uh, or li- little people, if you God will. Thank that uh, you need weed for that movie, because I remember seeing that movie in the theater. I was maybe nine, ten years old, and I remember just being like, what the hell is this? What is happening here, man? So I guess I was just a little too young, needed to smoke a little weed, man. All right, deal? Yeah, yeah I'm not sure which one I'm going to go with, but um, we'll keep you guys informed here Look, where to check I, it you, out. You and, can't uh, talk about stoner movies, and at least be my age, man, without talking about The Song Remains the Same, man. That Zeppelin movie from back in the day, that is like the ultimate stoner movie, man. You ever, you ever seen it? All right, all right. Oh, I have not seen it. What's it called? The Song Remains the Same. Man. I mean, it's just Jimmy Page just jamming out on the guitar and... There's angels and stuff, man. It's great, man. Robert Plant preaching philosophy, man. It's good shit, man. I don't know if that's a Dude, stoner that movie, movie or a, a psychedelic movie. movie, man. I'm not telling you it doesn't go good with I psychedelic. Think- Who the hell can sit around watching a movie when they're on psychedelics, first of all? It's always pissed me off, man. Hey, man, we're going <laughs> to do psychedelics and we're going to hang out and we're going to watch movies on the TV. Uh-uh. Yeah, I hear no, it. Thanks, I hear bro. It. Um, I mean, shit, you could look at the pattern wallpaper <laughs> yeah. for a while. So, but I mean, that's not, I'm not going to recommend either of those movies, man. The one I'm actually going to recommend, uh, I'm going to keep it a secret, man. I'm going to keep it a secret. It's by the guy that did Dazed and Confused, right. though, man. One of his early works that's fucking awesome. Well, let me get into uh, 
couple shout outs here, or I will actually say to talk about the prime time supporter. Uh, new month, new deal, way to grow, seven stores. I'm going to run down this like like a crazy man because they're doing this for two months, guys, April and May. And basically, the best deal on whatever you're growing with as far as media and if you're planting outside and you want the hookup. Uh, so here it is. They got their Pro Mix bales are $31. Roots Original Soil is $10.99. Cocoa Grow from Botanicare, $12.00. Uh, the two Royal Gold Tuper. What do you know about that mix, man? I don't know jack about that. Is you, it, I, no, I know that Royal Gold does a nice cocoa. I've seen seen some commercial grows that use their cocoa before. What is it called? Superb. Tuper. I think I'm pronouncing it right. T U P U R. Um, that is eleven ninety nine. Ready Grow from Botanicare Air and Wet is thirteen ninety nine. Vermifire, which I've never used, but I've heard varying things about twelve ninety nine. I heard it's kind of Vermifire's. A little hot, a little hot. It's hot, but I mean, uh, with that Vermifier, you go in there and you buy a bag of Vermifier and then a big uh, hard bale, you know, whatever, was it 3.4 cubic feet or something of, uh, of uh, what are those big bales of Promix, man, that are on sale? 3.8? There you go, whatever. You buy one of those, then you, so there's your, your kind of inert peat right there, and then you mix that in with some, uh, some, some of that Vermifier or, you know, whatever else they got on sale, something hot. You got yourself a nice mix for outdoors if you if you're looking to fortify some beds or gonna get your outdoors going. Pretty nice stuff. Yeah, you got me thinking now. Here, a couple more. If you four cubic foot bags of Roots Perlite, twelve ninety nine, and then ProMix has a mycobiofungicide. Uh, I believe that's Bullshit. a bag that comes with some <coughs> oh, sort of soil. Excuse me? Was that a sneeze? I'm, maybe I don't know. Fuck. You know the amount of mycorrhizae okay. that they put in that stuff, man. It's just advertising, and I don't l- normally talk shit about products, man, so whatever, but they're literally putting in a pound of mycorrhizae for like 200,000 pounds of soil, so good luck with that mycorrhizae spore hopefully running into, uh, or, I'm sorry, your root running into one of those mycorrhizae spores. If that happens, you'll get an inoculation there. Man, it's just not enough. Inoculate your roots. Don't inoculate the soil, man. Inoculate your roots, man. If you want mycorrhizae on your roots, load your roots up with mycorrhizae. Don't expect it to go finding one or two little little, little uh, spores in the soil. So that's awesome that they add mycorrhizae in there. Add more. Yeah, I'm definitely. I, I can agree. And uh, we, we can... We can keep it real with your it's good uh, stuff. I'm not. I'm your, not your, saying I won't call it a call out there. Your education. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not ragging them out. It's good soil, but that whole value added marketing bullshit of saying we're going to add mycorrhizae to the packaging is all about adding a pound of mycorrhizae to two hundred thousand pounds of soil or whatever the hell it is, man. You know, it's a ridiculous rate, man. Word. Well, let me finish up here, and I'll tell you my pick. Lastly, Roots Seven Hundred Seven. I used to use that. It's just their huge bag. Uh, 1999 and it gets me thinking like you said a good mix for outdoor going with the pro mix and then mixing in i mean you didn't give a suggestion of how many bags of vermifier but i i'm gonna go like i won't go heavy i think last year i used happy frog mixed with something because happy frogs kind of so it's heavy like you can it's not as heavy as ocean forest it seems like i can't clump it up as much but i did like it for for now hey, do i give sword. you a recommendation on how many uh how, how many uh you know, dunks of hot sauce you should put in your uh, in your soup. You know what I'm saying, or on your chicken wings. It's however it's it's <laughs> no it's I'm however saying. hot you want to make it. You know what I'm saying. If you want to take that soil and you know mix it one to one, vermifier to 
you know, to promix, you got a pretty hot soil there. You know what I'm saying? If you want to take, you know, one part vermifier to six parts or five parts promix, you got something nice and mellow. So you got your choice there. It depends what you're trying to do. If you're trying to grow, you know, a bunch of veggies out of that where you're going to be pulling or, you know, a bunch of cannabis out of it where you're going to be really pulling on that soil and pulling the nutrition out of that soil, you might want to mix it hot. You know, it's, it's, it's really up to you. You know what I'm going to do, man? I'm going to think about doing in whatever size I go with here. Uh, but if I have, you know, 30-gallon um, nursery pot, I'm probably going to mix in some heavier stuff from the bottom as far as uh, I might use, like a, like I said, a happy frog or something. But then a mix like vermifier, that would be ideal. I'm usually not down with this, but in outdoor, uh, I'll probably mix some of that vermifier maybe on the top for, for when I transplant into the vermifier, you know, veg early, you know, an early veg, and then I'm going to have that nitrogen enrichment. But then as the roots, you know, are going to kick down through the pot, then, you know, we'll have uh, not as much nitrogen available there. What do you think about that? A little tricky, but that should work out outdoor, I think, just dandy. You almost can't overdo it anyway outdoor with what, what you give them once they're chugging along. They're just like, give me more. Yeah, and that nutrient moves around too, man. As you're you know, loading, taking the garden hose uh, and and loading the top of the soil with water, all that nutrient is, is, is held in the water and moved all around. So just because you put something, that's almost the same thing as like top-feeding guanos. True, like it's leaching Absolutely. through anyway if you're watering Absolutely. the runoff. Why, why you got to be calling me out, man? <laughs> it sounds, sounds like, like a, a good idea, idea, man. I'm, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you, man. Hey, I told you, all man. Right, you're the best right. grower I know, man. I, I don't poo-poo on your ideas, man. I, I listen. <laughs> Give a shout-out to uh, Dynagro uh, there again. And, uh, yeah, still been rocking um, their silica and... Uh, what else am I using for? I'm not using. Oh, the uh, damn! I do use that KLN. Um, that's the rooting hormone, yeah, right? Man, I talked to somebody recently that had told me that they did a, a, a head head to head with KLN and uh, Dynagro Bloom in a cloning chamber, and they said that the Dynagro Bloom did awesome. It did just as good as the KLN. Man, I was like, what? So I might have to try that out there. If anybody's got some easy cloner, man. Y'all need to try just a simple Dynagro Bloom. A little Protect as well. You always got to put a base of Protect in there for silica. But it was just 5 mils Dynagro Bloom, 5 mils Protect, and the clo- you know the easy cloners. And damn, I heard that's the bomb, man. So look, look. Is that a per yes, gallon rating? Yes, it is, man. Interesting. I can't imagine why, other than everybody has a different... Sometimes it always comes down to this other guy's cloning chamber environment was way better than the guy that was using the KLN, but having a rooting hormone versus not was like, yeah, that doesn't make much sense to it me. It does but make okay. sense because when I use in commercial ag, they use, I used to use a product before I was mixing Dynagro, uh, KLN. I would use a, just a talc product where they put IBA in talc and you just kind of roll the, the cutting around in it. It's called like uh, Hormodin and there's three different strengths of it for three different types of plants. And, you know, there's like a 0.01, a 0.08, you know, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe it's a 0.1, 0.8. No, it's a point. Anyway, it's like a 0.03, then a 0.08 or something like that. And it's really one of, they're like three significant steps stronger than the other one. And it's because some plants really suffer if you give it too much IBA. There's a, a sweet spot for each type of plant that you grow. For woody, uh, you know, woody plants and, and woody crops and woody cuttings, I should say, um, 
it needs a higher IBA than if it's just like a soft root cutting. What I'm thinking, I wonder if KLN has a lot of IBA, you know, maybe something to where the cannabis doesn't even need that much. I mean, you did some some cloning challenges with absolutely no rooting hormone. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, you I, I, again, I, I did use, um, I just took, I'm always starting to take cuts more here just because I got to maintain um, the genetics on the island sweet skunk through the summer here because I probably won't have much of an indoor grow. But I took those again and the KLN brought in roots like, you know, I think like three days quicker I saw them out of the right. bottom of the cube. And still though, on the one uh, I use only... Just a two-inch Rockwell cube, and then just because I have it on hand anyway as an alternative CalMag, the CAMG from General Organics, and I use that at a real low rate of like a half teaspoon per gallon, and I have my pH at 5.7, but I, I need to take pictures of it. The, the plant looks, I said before, some of the cuts I took, they suffered and yellowed out. These did not yellow out at all. They look perfect, and I'm like, I didn't even use any freaking rooting hormones. So if you do need shit done quicker which most people do, sure, use some, but you, if you're on a budget, screw it, guys. You do, do not need rooting hormone. Definitely do not. Proved it, done it. Just take your cuts a little bit earlier. And the main thing I, I remembered, I'm like, why did these Island Sweet Skunk cuts look so good versus some of the prior round of cuts I took? Um, they yell, I mean, they yelled out and started to look a little shitty before they started looking good again, you know? And it was because the plant was in... 110% health. I, I took the cuts this time. I was doing a little bit of heavier pruning going into flowering from like upper mid, not tops, but right. almost tops. And those just want to root and a little bit bigger. And I just, you know, noted all those things. I'm like, I know all this, but what the hell? So the cuts were a little bigger talking like, uh, you know, for, and bigger. I'm usually meaning stock diameter. Like, uh, you know, a cut can be five inches and a cut could be five inches. But what makes them hardier and bigger is taking them with a bigger stock diameter that's going to poke into Rockwell okay without, you know, bending and being all flimsy. And and then the plant was, like I said, so healthy. It was fully saturated. Those cuts did not skip a beat. And the one without rooting hormone did not skip a beat. So to me, it's a budget thing or, of course, a time thing if you – uh you know, and don't I, you could tell me two guys will be like, oh, I run to a 250 site, you know, easy clone. And when I don't use rooting hormone, it takes me five days longer and I lose 15 percent, you know, and, and those numbers add up on the bigger levels. But for you home growers, hobby growers, if you if you don't have the money for it, I uh, yeah, I'll tell you, don't I wonder if it, there's man. something in a very light like I used to use Olivia's cloning solution. Not Olivia's cloning gel, but Olivia's cloning solution. It was this really weak nutrient solution, and it worked awesome, man. It just felt like a dummy buying. I think you had to use like six ounces per gallon, so you used a tremendous amount, and it was expensive. You know what I mean? The stuff was wasn't cheap, man. So I knew that it was just watered down nutrient. So I'm just wondering, you know, or I suspected it was watered down nutrient with a little bit of rooting hormone in there. Um, I'm wondering if uh, that Dynagro Bloom just happens to have, if you water it down enough, just has the right balance of nutrients and the right. I know that they're really proud of their micronutrients package that they put in there. Maybe it's just got the right amount of micronutrients, man, and just a, the whole complete deal to uh, you know, just get clones to pop, man. I wouldn't doubt it. Word. Uh, I would not doubt it either. Lastly, I wanted to say Ohio Cowboy, man. DGC, given strong. Thanks for the donation. You, you know who you are, Mr. Uh, Ohio nice. Cowboy. Um, 
came in, hooked us up, knew we're, you know, we're throwing down a lot for the cup, uh, gave us $100 to say straight up. Was, I really appreciate it, man. Um, I think our PayPal account currently is at $3, <laughs> and that's what we used to operate on. So don't think the dude and Scotty are sitting here uh, going big time. We're still you know, wanting to work this thing out and keep it, as, as we say, real. For everybody out there, not sell out at all, and the people in nutrient companies and products and whatever we're working with, the shit we're actually using and recommending because it's it's good shit. So thanks, Ohio Cowboy. Appreciate yeah, all right, it. all right. Hey, you know, I'll give a shout out to XP420 DJ on Twitter. Man, I actually had my first meaningful conversation on Twitter, and uh, DJ's really cool guys, a Miami style guy down there, and uh, you know, kind of schooled me on what's what's trending down there, the sours, the OGs, and really interesting conversation, man. Did a, did a little sit in with him. I'll have to throw it up sooner or later. Yeah, you're reminding me. Like we got to get, I got to get some more going on with Twitter, apparently. And then I listened to actually, I'm sure plenty of you have heard of Tosh Point oh. I listened to a Tosh Point oh show the other day, and I was like, oh my god, like I'm behind the times. He's like hashtagging everything. Hashtag, uh, it's like he's talking hashtag as much as he's talking just regular right, talk, right. you know. So it's like, okay, I gotta, I'll figure some of this out. So from now on, what's up next? Hashtag what's going on? What we're smoking. <laughs> hashtag what we're smoking. Hashtag what's going on in our grows, guys. You killing me, man. Anyway, couldn't With help it. Nay on the hashtag. Hashtag killing me. Hashtag <laughs> killing me. All right. Um, so I'm, I gotta stop. The, I gotta stop the ums. Right. Come yeah. on, man. What you got? What you got? I got uh, a few things, man. With what's going on officially, some cup announcements. We'll say. Uh, I think Scotty has still has. We, we got some tickets left. Yeah, no? yeah. I, sh- I think I have a few tickets left, man. I actually gotta get all organized and count them all up and see see everybody coming. But yeah, I think there's like two or three backstage passes that are left. Um, now let's clarify backstage back, back pass. Booth pass. What the hell? Yeah, I'm a freaking marketer <laughs> at, at, at heart, man. People are gonna be over hassling Snoop Dogg, man, being like, "I'm gonna get backstage." Just fucking bitches. tell them Scotty Real sent you, man. You know, see what happens. <laughs> what can I do? Yeah. Yeah, by Friday, guys, we'll have uh, we'll figure out what we have left. I think uh, there might we might be picking up some Cypress Hill tickets. If you want to come, check out Cypress Hill with us, and uh, that's definitely going to be a good show on Monday. Uh, I remember announcing on the show before some tips for the Cannabis Cup, and I want to do a official correction because I think I was recommending people to bring in food and stuff, and it says there are bag searches, and they do not allow food or drinks. Only so weed. Me, I'm hoping – yeah, only an ounce of weed, yo. I got a call into um, – uh, them over there to figure out a couple more details that we'll announce on Friday just to make sure I didn't want people before I did recommend hey man shit the line food line was so long like let us bring in our own shit so pack your own lunch maybe you got to stash your salami sandwich in your crotch or something but you can I get think it in you there. should be able to move in and out I remember going back out to the recreation station all the time man and hanging out so well and do you remember how busy across the street from the cup there was like a sure. Burger King and like a steak escape, I don't know if they were ready for what they got in for. <laughs> like, it was everybody was walking around with that shit, and they're just lying out the door at both joints. So it's kind of wild, but you can re-enter. Obviously, there are a lot of places to eat around there. Yeah, so it's no big deal, man. You, you can, can re-enter. So, well. uh, dude, you can stash your uh, you can stash your salami sandwich at the recreation station, man. The- Maybe we should have some PBJs and grilled cheese, dude. At the dude, gross, <laughs> dude, know? gross PB and J grilled station. cheese sandwiches, dollar. <laughs> Dollar grilled cheese. Love it. All right. I'm not. 
Yeah, it's like, dude, I'm not buying anything from you just by looking at it. <laughs> Veggie pasta. <laughs> Doses. Um, let's see here. All right. Oh, Optic Foliar is going to have a booth out there, I believe. So don't forget uh, that uh, out at the cup. I'm not. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be inside somewhere. I typically see the manufacturers. I shouldn't say that, though. There's another company called, I think, Grow Life or something in the outdoor area. But regardless, go visit Optic Foliar. I guarantee you they're going to be giving out a shit ton of samples if you want to try out their, their three-part foliar spray. Um, and the way you find all these booths, guys, is when you go in, you'll be given uh, a map of a million different squares. But you should be able to orientate where everybody is after you get really dabbed out and then look at that piece of paper like six or seven more times. <laughs> nice, man. I'm going to be just with all them seed breeders, man. I'm hoping we get a bunch of breeders to show up at the booth. Booth, man do do a little specialty guest last year i ran into ken estes uh the the mind behind granddaddy purple real nice guy man owes me an interview hell yeah I, you know what i saw the other day you know what's coming shatter man i saw i saw just uh i don't even know what i want to call them to me it looked like back in the day when i'd get these pre pieces of caramel to do caramel apples yep, on wax i'm smoking paper, it right now and like you'd warm You'd warm it up in the uh, the oven and then wrap it around your caramel apple, and just I saw you know the oven working. Um, it gave a, a newfound uh, a shatter. I'll say shatter shat, sewer. Um, so yeah, I donated some uh, of my Citrix, and it is. I think it's going to be really good. So I'm stoked. Full. I mean, this is flour that I consider you know awesome right flour. So it's kind of like having, I wouldn't say it's having second thoughts. I'm like, this is just weird, you know, handing this over to be tore apart, put in a tube, butane blasted through it. So, but I'm pretty excited to see what comes out of it. Definitely attempted to get some of it tested out for the fun of it. And uh, hey, it, yeah, put it, it, in it ain't as weird as putting your nugs in an iron, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> That is coming up, coming up here too. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you go right into that? That was from one of our, uh, or no, that's in what we're smoking. Hold up, see, you always throw me right, off. That's right, dude. The, the quote unquote f- format. Uh, I wanted to add in one bit because I'm sure Scotty, you have a little commentation of culture here. I found a story: how pot smokers find budding romance online, and an app called which I, I think i mentioned one before one this once before but this is a new article out on it the app's called hi there h-i-g-h hi there uh and basically an app man this this guy todd mitchum he's a 44 year old divorced dad and said his dates often become debates about why he gets high three times a week and he goes it could be a real deal breaker fuck yeah man so you know he, she's busting your balls he, on the first date about getting high three times a week she's gonna be busting your balls about getting high yeah, he said he used to joke, it's not like there's weed women are falling out of the sky. Um, he says there's still a stigma to the cannabis culture, which I, I do totally agree with. So he created this app called Hi There. Uh, so it's kind of like a Tinder for stoners, huh. man, um, where nearby cannabis users can connect. So, I mean, I don't know. Isn't isn't Tinder the app where you just like look at a picture and say, let's hook up or some shit? Uh, I think so. I'm not really sure, man. I'm fucking married. I, I missed out on all this good shit. You could tell we're both. <laughs> just looking at pictures and getting laid man that sounds good man 
I did have a buddy coming down one time from the mountains, and he was. I was like, "What are you? What are you up to today, man?" He's like, oh, "I got some work to do." Uh, he he's up with a brewery, but he's like, "Then, uh, but yeah, I'm also later. I'm gonna go hook up with this chick on Tinder." I, I, I yeah. Like now that photo. sounds good. That and now you? just add smoking weed to that. So now it's oh, a little bit later. I'm gonna <laughs> hook up with this chick, smoke some weed, and get laid. That sounds good, man. I like it. I, I like it, man. It is good. It's. He said he's doing all right. I guess the first five weeks, the app had thirty six thousand downloads. I don't know what what the good rating is on app downloads, right. but I like I'm it. I'm sure nobody's um, using that just to sling weed. <laughs> yeah, I, I think though that initially, uh, uh, Mitchum here, the app developer, was lying when he said his dates often become debates about why he gets high three times a week. You know, he means three yeah, times a day. Come, like, on, come on, three times a week. That's first date shit right there, man. Oh, just every now and again, exactly. you know. What you got to do is just not even talk, like, like don't even clear the air on that, that any, like you do, or and then just write, like, write at dinner, or write when, just at your house, say, hey, why don't you come on over and grill? Just either pull a bong <laughs> out or a Dr. J joint and, and fire that shit up and act like you're going to pass it. And then that's the deal. Yeah, and then say, down. no, I only smoke, I only Good smoke weed when I grill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Yeah, I definitely have, uh, <clears throat> have some habits like that it's like i only drink beer when i mow the lawn right and that's right it. anyway uh so let's roll on here let's roll on that was my uh a little bit of my my culture <laughs> section i think we um man we should take a, a quick break man before we get into uh what we're smoking we haven't heard any sure. tunes yet or anything like that so let's take a break here before we go into what we're smoking guys and we'll be right back thanks for listening to do grows yeah Mr. man Real. Yo, so uh, I kind of this is like a few uh, a few different things going on here with what what we're smoking and working on with what we're smoking and getting people telling telling us about what they're smoking. But I could I could start it off with, uh, but no, I don't know. I want to see. Did you want to throw in like a dispensary review here, kind of, or I don't want to call it a review, but your experience visiting somewhere, or should we hold? You know, yeah, no, I got that for what's growing on, man. We get into what's growing on. Unless did I already do what's growing on? 
What do I know? No, we kind of skipped you. <laughs> Dude, I went to a dispensary what's growing on. I had my uh, a friend of mine come into town. A guy that uses cannabis since literally, and he's a guy from Florida, will drive around South Florida and will be like, I bought weed there in 1978. You know what I'm saying? He's real old school, cool ass guy, man. And so he knows his weed though, man. This guy's been smoking OG, I swear to God, since like the late 90s, man. He knows his shit, yeah. man. We used to call it the perfume bud, you know, meaning that he hit his bud and it would taste like perfume and he'd always smoke it out of joint. Dude would show up for a football game and bring six joints with him. You know what I mean? But he literally <laughs> uses it though for, as pain medication, man. He's, you know, he's got his real fucked up back, you know, fused discs and all that stuff. And uh, he's, if he smokes every couple hours, literally like every hour and a half, I'll say, um, he's able to manage his pain. You know, otherwise he's just like really, literally like laying flat on a bed, you know, wealthy dude as massage therapist coming over and keeping him, keeping him going. But I was really interested to see, man, that he doesn't rely on pain pills at all. He completely manages his pain with cannabis, man. And it's legit. And he can't, but he, so he shows up in the town and he's like, Scott, take me. I I need your strongest cannabis. You know, shit, it's been five hours since he smoked uh, you know, on the airplane or something like that. He's like, dude, I need, I need yeah. to go to a dispensary right now and get your strongest cannabis. Well, he's probably got a hell of a tolerance. A huge too. tolerance, man. Huge. So, uh, I he went to a dispensary on his own. I don't know the name of one. Right down in Denver, you know, just you know, hey, what's the closest dispensary to the Hyatt Regency? You know, it's over here. And he did get some good joints, man. He got some, uh, uh, some Power Diesel. It was called some real legit weed man i mean and he actually got some pre-rolls where as soon as he told me he got pre-rolls i was like oh geez you probably got all the shit that they couldn't put in a bag and actually show somebody but yeah i tell you though that's i i don't know how much i agree fully i mean even today just now and before i started the show i'm hitting this baddie of it's basically what you just said it's it's the bottom of a jar that has just a whole bunch of just shit that's perfect to pack into the baddie, and it's fucking real strong. You know strong, where the term the bottom of the know. barrel comes from, right? comes from digging into the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I, I hear you, but I don't know if I fully agree with it with Herb. I mean, I've, I can tell you, yes, I've seen you know where they're selling $99 ounces or sure. pre-rolls where it's literally just like sugar trim. But if it's truly... If it's truly the bot, like what comes off of kind buds in a bag or a jar over time, I find that shit to be pretty strong. But it, it debatable though. I've had shitty pre rolls. Yeah, for you know, sure. so uh, it was it was definitely good, man. The pre rolls that we enjoyed uh, from that first dispensary were definitely really good, you know. But then he so then he comes out to Fort Collins and uh, he asked me where to go, so I took him to just a local dispensary downtown. Uh, what's it called? Organic Alternatives is what it was called. And pretty cool experience, man. Word. Real nice people there, knowledgeable people. I did, you know, I, I didn't want to bust balls too bad. I asked, hey, is is this organic? And, you know, they said yes. I didn't really bust too much balls with what's it grown with. I didn't feel like I wanted to grill them right there and then. Um, not the glowingest, greenest, kind of brightest, like, oh, my God, that one, that one. You know what I mean? It wasn't wasn't that kind of, the, you know, the, yeah. the jars weren't sticking out at me like that. Dark green looked like, you know, it looked like it had been either it wasn't fresh. You know what I mean? It looked like it had been cured or sitting for a few weeks at least. And uh, a nice, decent smell. You know, when you broke it up, it had a nice smell. And uh, nice crystals. I think we got some, I think we did get Durban Poison. 
I'm not positive, man. I'd have to look at the receipt. But uh, nice, nice buds, man. Uh, take came with you could if you asked them, they would tell you how much THC was in it. Um, but it wasn't really outstandingly clear. So here's my buddy who's a medical patient and says, look, I need something with very high THC. And who knows? He, he probably should have tried some high CBD strains as well. You know, see see how they affected uh-huh. his pain. But it really wasn't all that clear, man. You couldn't really see, you know, each one didn't say, you know, this percentage THC, this percent T- CBD. So I thought that was a little bit disappointing. It was a little bit hard. It just looked like 40 mason jars all full of nugs, you know, with a you know, and just so you could get down to the detail of names for sure, but you couldn't get, you know, if it's a yeah, hybrid, it was, what It was what just degree. 40 jars with names on them. You know what I'm saying? It didn't say this one's, you know, 21% CBD, 7%, yeah, I'm sorry, 20% THC, 7 or 8% TH, uh, CBD. It, you know, there was just nothing like that on there. I think once they printed out the receipt, it had the CBD and THC on the receipt once it was printed out. But it's kind of too late by then. Your selections had already been made, so... Thought that was a little little kooky. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I haven't visited enough to be, you know, consider myself a full reviewer by any means. But there shouldn't be any reason, in my eyes. But this is kind of an interestingly regulated industry of why. Yeah, you should be able to pick. Okay, if this is a hybrid, what's what? You know, if I want a seventy thirty or, and they don't always know a hundred percent, but at least gear you in in the right area, and especially if you're. Uh, you know, trying to be medicinal with it, and you have specific needs, and not just recreational. Like, give me, you know. Give me the whatever. You know, yeah, exactly. Whatever. It was definitely so. hard to pick out a good, effective pain medicine for him there. You know, it was kind of, kind of like so trying. Do you think that's more due to the, the the specific bud tender you were working with, or just the no? Labeling? I think it is the bud tender was great, a real helpful uh, Charlotte, I believe her name was, really helpful girl. Shout out to you, girl. Um, but they, I guess just the way that they run the dispensary. I mean, you know, I don't think it would take too much to put on there, you know, right under the name, the THC and CBD content word we'll have to holler out maybe we get somebody on yeah yeah i got the owner's phone number i gave him a shout out if he wants to be on he's very welcome to another thing that did bug me man i gotta be honest to any dispensary owners out there if you show somebody a nug jar you should be pulling nugs out of that jar not going to some back drawer and pulling some back drawer of prepackaged nugs and handing that to them. That's called a bait, the bait, yeah, I don't a bait like and that. switch, man. And that's a classic move. And nobody likes that, you know, including. Could you tell? Could you, I mean, could you tell? What did you think it was different? My, yeah, my buddy's from, quality? you know, my buddy's from South Florida, man. Of course, he fucking said something, man. He goes, yo, what the hell? He goes, I just picked out buds out of this jar. And then you're giving me buds in a, a pre-bag from a drawer, you know? First off, how do I even know that shit weighs, you know? Yeah. So it's just something where if you're trying to build trust and you're trying, trying to build a clientele, treat your clientele with some class, man. You know? I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's different. I, like it. I mean, I'm not, it, was a, it was a good experience, a good quality bud. Uh, you know, these guys are, are cool, and I, I don't want to diss on them at all. This guy was like one of the original guys that when everything got shut down for a couple years here, he kept his building, he kept everything open, and he just kept pushing and pushing and pushing to uh, get medical marijuana back in Fort Collins. So I think the guy's name is Steve, the owner. Big ups to the guy, man. You know what I mean? But just a couple constructive, I'm trying, trying to be constructive, man, tips on if you wanted to Dude, constructive criticism is is what you need. You know, I'm not going to say we're going we're gonna to pull which you know a show I like a, a chef. <laughs> it would have been a lot different review. I do love it? that, but show, still, man. people love to have them around. You know, it'd just be like 
so you can be the chef Ramsay of dispensaries. Okay. Eventually you get, if you're good at what you do, people, they want the criticism and a good business owner should want criticism to improve his business or her business. So I don't, I know I have no problem with that. Not to mention you're supposed to be Scotty real. Okay. Yeah. I got to keep it real. Even, Even though he's my homeboy from Fort Collins, I do have to keep it real. Word. It sounded like suggestions more than criticism. Word. So I'm all I'm down. Hopefully, maybe it'll be a new segment. Scotty Real, <laughs> on the dispensary. Great bud. Not too expensive. Uh, go for it. Go check him out, man. Now we're gonna go into what we're smoking officially, since we skipped Scotty and what's growing on. Um, but yeah, I wanted to throw in here. I told you guys what I was smoking. What we're working on is getting some more involvement with the dispensaries. But uh, um, I got what somebody a listener sent us this. Uh, he said, hey, guys, how's it growing? Lately, I've seen dudes, not just me, he's just saying in general dudes, pressing their nugs between a hot iron or T-shirt press. What they do is place a small dried nug between parchment paper, then press them with the heat, and what's left is a pressed nug you can eat, and for the money shot, you can get a splattering of resin stuck to the parchment, which you can harvest with a tool and then dabs away. No solvents. Huh. I mean... Well, that isn't that interesting as hell? I'm like, I had to read it a couple times, but I get it. I guess I don't know about eating that nug that's pressed. Yeah, you. Can, I mean, it's just the same thing as just heating the dabs up a little bit. You know, you heat those dabs up, and then you can manipulate the the wax or whatever you want to say the oil. But I mean, eating a pressed dried flour oh. without. I mean, can I put some hot sauce? Yeah, on I don't it? know about or that. Last I time I did that, the uh, Florida State Patrol was behind me. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, a little bit there. Um, so, and yeah, I don't get, uh, I get what he's saying. Uh, maybe it tastes great. Maybe you could sprinkle. I'm thinking like, depending on my, my citrix, maybe I put a little sugar up and cinnamon on there and it'd be good. For, you know, get, let me get my iron out. I don't know, man. It, I was, but uh, real quick, I was told that uh, CBD, or I'm sorry, the THC needed a little bit of butter to get activated. Some kind of fat or something like that had, had to be mixed with it to get activated. I don't know, man, because I, we, we got a, a funny email from one of the listeners uh, off of the last show. Uh, thanks for that with some crazy dog stories. Yeah. I had, like I've said before, where um, a dog got into just dried bud and ate it. You know, It's a mammal like us, and that dog got... Yeah, you're up. right, man. You can you just know? eat it, man, and get fucked up. You're right. I can't imagine. I've heard that before, but it's like, yeah... Uh, Another thing uh, here, he's saying, and there's so many interesting ways people are finding to use herb these days. It's crazy. I mean, dude's getting into shatter maybe here. So he says he green screens occasionally, which is putting dabs on flowers, but all but always flowers. So I guess you take like a dried bud, pack your bong, and put a little dab material on top of that. So he says... He like, he's a bong hitter. He likes to take little personals is what me they too, call man. Them. Hey, man, you want a personal? Yeah, me too. I like that too, man. Some, what, sometimes people will pack a whole big bowl and pass it around. We used to do this back in the day, man. we try to pack each other the perfect one You know, we'd size them up, and then we try to pack the perfect one So you just get this bong hit that you can just barely hold in, man. But, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, who's not to say over at uh, Dude Grow's booth at the Cannabis Cup when you buy a little one ear chill might come with a little little something in it? You know? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, it is, man. Uh, uh, so he said, "I yeah, I, I'm following this more now because yeah, I I agree. When you pack a huge bowl, it, it, it you know it loses flavor and stuff goes down over time. So he's saying he digs on um, bowls or joint that he doesn't like that that lose their greenness." Says you also find dab hits to be fleeting and come on strong, but drop off right. faster. Not to mention, which 
What up? I said, right, man. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, I thought you said, hey. He says, not to mention they flood your lungs with burning hot smoke. And I agree, man. This shit has made me cough hardcore before. Um, and yeah. And it's just getting... Like when I used to do knife it's like I totally forgot about this. So knife it's back in the day, right? This is a that's kind of like what when you do knife it with hash is like same a, thing, a dab, man. right? Exact you same thing. Two... Dabs are hot knives just for for the next millennium, man. I totally forgot about that. That's what we used to do all the time. I should just start doing knife it's again. Save the rig price. You just need two knives, a stove, <laughs> and a two liter soda bottle, right? dude. Done right? deal. That doesn't sound, I mean, I guess that sounds just about as, as he says here, he goes, I'm really not down with the whole torch thing. It's 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 a little too cracky for me. Yeah, kind of <laughs> agree, man. Kind of agree. And he does really like water-cooled devices, I agree, that takes the edge off this shit. But, uh, man, next time, maybe uh, we're going to have knife it's man, at the cup. I'm gonna, Dude's going to have his custom, very custom two-liter plastic uh, Coca-Cola right. bottle. With the bottom cut off, and we're gonna put it. You put we can put it in a five gallon to pull. Uh, I mean, a five gallon with some water in there. We're gonna knife it up. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus, I don't, I don't condone that, man. I'll be using my uh, sophisticated volcano. Thank you. I, 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 that was that was my yeah, that was my 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 little April Fool's. So I'm really not gonna have my butter knives <laughs> no. there. But I just that was like a, a memory that just came back to me, and especially a couple times I remember down in this apartment in Florida, be like we gotta do some knife hits tonight. Yeah, guys. that shit did hit you though, Love right? It. That was legit. Yeah, exactly. That's why I remember it hit you hard. Um, all right, horde. So. What do you? Uh, what else you got? You have something you're smoking officially as well. Like I said, my poor excuse was the bottom of uh, my jar, which is working rather well. You know when? <laughs> and I was gonna say I visited uh, Matt C yesterday up at his uh, glass studio. I was playing around with the video equipment, trying to get get some footage up there. And what's the name of that joint? Uh, Mountainside Glass. Yeah, over Word. in Fort Collins, man. And like I said, he's going to be there. We're going to be hanging out. Uh, he was actually blowing the bong yesterday for the trophy bong, and uh, yeah, for 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 the DGC Sweet. Cup. But yeah, it was really cool, man. So I went up there and got some footage. And God damn, these people! I tell you, I'm supposed to be Scotty real, man, but I'm getting out smoked these days. My buddy from Florida came up, and damn, he smoked me into the ground, man. We smoked like eight joints in two hours, man. I was begging for mercy. And then I went up to Matt C's yesterday, man. And I, God, they smoked probably three joints in an hour. And I was freaking, and plus a, a few bong rips, man. And they were testing out these new, like, uh, these glass-like joint caps. Some, something that uh, that Be Real started up, man. It's like a little little joint holder made out of glass. And, man, man uh-huh. it really does change the way that the joint hits as to where uh, it just, boom, gives it a punch, you know? Really cool, man. So, yeah, we were playing with those, but they kept on practicing. They would make them, and then they would roll a joint in one. <laughs> so, yeah, we got ripped up. Uh, my favorite weed that I smoked last night was some Durban Poison, man, because that was the first one we smoked out of all of them. Had the best buzz to it. Had this, you know, like that classic skunky kind of taste, you know, the little cat piss kind of smell to it. And just really gave me this, like the high, by the end of the night, man, I'd smoked some Indicas, and I was kind of confused and a little bit tired but uh but man uh-huh. that beginning of the night man it was like seven yeah you know seven eight o'clock man we start smoking that durban poison dude it was so good man it just gives you this just creative fun buzz you know i'm running around running wires all over the place man smoking out he's 
blowing, you know, getting his materials together, heating up the kiln. Uh, it's just f- fun shit, yeah. man. And yeah, it's the kind of read you can work on, man. Just a real classic sativa. So I really enjoyed it. I've just said this before, but I've I've looked it up before and found out that Ed Rosenthal actually really went to uh, uh, Durban, South Africa, and you know grabbed some of the shortest flowering strains that they had over there, sativa strains that they had, and brought them back. I think that's really cool. You know, you can trace it back to him. He's a cool dude. And yeah, man. So Durban poison what I was smoking. I give it the thumbs Durban. up. I've grown that before. Really yeah, good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Those are back in the day. I grew that from. Uh, that's when I had to do the, uh, yeah, the Saxon and beginner grower. I was that first room you helped me set up way back in the day in the upstairs and the trough. I know nothing. And uh, had my seeds. Had my seeds sent over from from over from. Uh, I don't know if I those seeds. I think I might have even brought back. I mean, this is like ten, twelve years ago. What am I incriminating myself? So you're right saying now? I was the one that told you to grow a deep water culture on the second floor. Yes, sir. It wasn't deep water culture. It was a flood gotcha. and drain. Flood and drain with Rockwell slabs with a 100-gallon reservoir that overpumped yep. one time and made it rain. Made it rain yeah, downstairs. Flooded, flood and drain <laughs> down your ceiling. It, most of it made it out the uh, HVAC venting. It worked out pretty good. Uh, all right. Let's roll into... Uh, Let's roll into the captain's corner here. So let's, uh, Zach, yeah, cue up, man. We haven't heard that, uh, I don't think, last show. So cue up that music for us, and we're going to discuss what the uh, what the captain's got going on over at DudeGrows.com. The captain's going to get you growing right. He'll get you growing green dank fire. The captain's gonna get you growing right Put in the work and you'll be smiling Yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about. All right, dude, I pulled this one. He's uh, uh, ca- Captain's you- going to be doing... Uh, a uh, couple couple new uh, stories for us. A couple of people were asking, hey, man, more from the captain, please. More from the captain. I mean, the guy's a, our, our blogger, man. You know what I mean? We don't push him, man. He puts out puts out material when he's ready, and it's always badass quality, man. So I never rush the captain. Yeah. Um, I'm reviewing kind of one of his best of here. He went back a while ago and did a how to choose a strain. And I thought there was just a couple really interesting points in here. And the, the, the one that I want to make, first and foremost, is that if you can get exceeds are fun, they're great and all that, but seeds are a crapshoot. Anytime you have some seeds come up, you're going to have different phenotypes. Even the most stable of, of uh, varieties all have different phenotypes. And you can get bunked out with them, man. You know what I mean? It takes a little bit of selection and a lot of time to find a good phenotype. You can even find one that grows big, fat buds. And you think it's going to be the best, you know, big, frosty buds. And you think it's going to be great. And you hate the high. You know what I mean? Or, you know, just the taste. It tastes like shit. Or it's the puke weed. <laughs> you know that shit happened the puke yeah that's, that's somebody answered the question about that weed that makes you puke from anyway yeah. but you know this shit just happens man and uh you got to be really careful so if you can find uh, a good cut a proven winner cut from somebody that you trust 
that's a definitely a great way to get growing, man, because you've got a proven winner there, man. It's not the most exciting thing. It's not the most adventurous thing. But if you're looking for just something solid and proven, really consider a cut over uh, popping your own seed. That's my, Yeah, man. I, I yeah, agree right on. Now, seed's more fun and more adventurous. That's more of the hobby of growing. Yeah, but like, yeah, If it, also if you want, yeah, just straight uniformity if you're trying to achieve that. I mean, cuts give that really well. And, uh, yeah, you know exactly. I won't say you know exactly what you're dealing with, but almost. You never know exactly what you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, but, I mean, at least you had somebody, you know, hopefully the guy that you're getting it from has grown it himself. You can talk to them. Hey, how bad's the stretch? Is it, a, you know, a mag whore? You know, is it hungry? You know, tell me about it, man. Yeah, and I'll take that back. There are growers out there that know exactly what they're dealing with. I mean, they've been working with the same plant, same mother plant, same stock, and they're like, I know, you know, what's going to happen. You know, given the variables of a plant being one of them in a grow being susceptible to virus or a crazy pest, that shit happens. But overall, they can grow the same garden over and over and over again. Agreed, man. Agreed. So I, I just thought that was kind of interesting from the captain. Figured figured we'd revisit it and uh, have some folks take a look at some of his earlier works, man. Yes. Do you want to uh, you want to talk about what's going on in our grows? Sure, or man. Sure. What are you thinking? I got because yeah, I got I don't know I got a little bit of a mouthful. Uh, I think I'm running a little late here on. Uh, oh, I didn't start it officially. What's going on in the dudes' grow? I just run in a little late here with uh, getting my seeds started, dude. So help me think about this, Scotty. I got so I'm get my hands on a seed here by hopefully the end of the okay. week, and I plant it, and then so I have all of April. Won't be going outdoors, you know, getting it hardy inside, and then I'm gonna go out in May, and then I have so May, June, July. Flowering usually doesn't come in till man, even like early August. So I don't know how big do you think I could get a seedling? I'm predicting I'll have a seedling that's uh, two inches tall within two weeks of now. So that puts me like April 15th. Right. Let's say I have a how you know am I running out of time? I want to grow these plants big. So I'm thinking I probably should have started earlier. Yeah, it would have been nice to have a you know at least a rooted cutting. You know something that's equivalent to a rooted cutting. What like a four inch plant that's that's you know got some real leaves, a second or third set of leaves by now. Well, yeah, because let's say I put the seedling in, a, let's say, a five-gal. Um, well, I'll start it in, you know, the, the beer cup. And then that into a five-gal. I'm thinking that's like a month and a half right there for the five-gal to be ready for right. transplant, if that. So I'm going to have to turbo this thing, dude. Like, I'm going to have to do every single thing possible to make it, like, a badass environment Just give it, it plenty of light, plenty um, of wind as the seeds pop, man. You should be all right. Oh yeah, you you know plenty of everything's happening as far as it's gonna be like it's it, in race car, full on mode. Everything I can possibly do from day one, even from having CO two and its in its seedling dome, right. you know. So I'll I'll definitely take care of all that. But I, I actually am gonna pick out some seeds here um, from uh, the Bank Genetics man, 
And when I was trying to get a hold of uh, some Reserva Provada Colorado stuff, I, they said it was rebranded was the terminology uh, to the Bank Cannabis Genetics and reached out to one of the growers over there, basically trying to get a suggestion. You know, I've been searching out. I'm like, I got to get this started. What's going to work good here in Colorado? And he, you know, replied back right away, which was great service on their part. He said the ones that would finish first. So this is your Colorado genetics selection from dude, if you're growing outdoors. And uh, I'll put this up in the show notes. Um, or, and he says, or at least should finish first because, you know, the weather here is freaking crazy. If we get an early cold or, you know, whatever happens, you get a hail from hell. But regardless, he's got the uh, confidential collection, all strains, sour series, uh, nerds, sour brace, sour con, or sour, sour, yeah, sour brassi, sour con, sour punch, the bank grape ape godbud series, which I did want to tell you. One of my picks from there, which it's called Grape Skunk. Um, and here's, here's the overview. You're going to like this because uh, it's double dose of grape flavor. The strain outproduces both parents, takes on the purple color from the grape skunk, and high resin production of the grape godbud. Very stable and great propagation success. Flower time, 55 to 60 days, which cha-ching, that's what I want. Nothing over, you know, over 60 at all. Five days out here can make or yeah, break definitely. you. like. Hey man, it's I need another four or five days. This gardener finished great, and then it, it the bottom drops out. Um, so basically, saying that I love the fact that it has the purple and the grape flavor. And when I'm looking for strains like this in Colorado with the uh, temperature fluctuation, so I can pull out the attributes of trying to have some real purple, um, you know, looking flowers right. when you have 30, 40 degree sure. differentials. So. I want to put these up because there's actually, which is kind of sweet. I got to get the name. Um, this would be a great, great guest on the show. There's a 420 friendly bed and breakfast down in Manitou Springs. Don't even know the name of it yet. But what they're doing is they have uh, an on-site outdoor garden at the bed and breakfast, and they're growing and have been growing some of these genetics outdoors down there. So when you really want to get the nitty gritty, that's what you do as growers, man. You got to talk to people that done it in your same area that are facing some of the same environmental challenges and. Definitely will be able to, because same as when you have strains indoor or outdoor, there are some strains you will hate because the powdery mildew just loves it. And then there's other strains that just are like, whatever, screw you. I'm, I'm strong against that. They can't, you know. So it is worth doing your investigation on picking outdoor and indoor strains, yeah, of definitely. course. But finding the, yeah, even even plants that it's like, why is this plant so, I mean, the, the aphids, because I've gotten aphids on my cannabis from my hops plants before, which isn't a typical pest for me, but it only like this one plant a lot more. So trying to find that strain that hates all of it, it's like screw you insects, forget the mold and mildews, you know, and it's part of up to you as a grower too, to make it that way. But a lot, a lot, a lot of play in the genetics. So diggity man, we'll do some up. We'll do some updates on that. I got to um, get the seed here. And then uh, also I do want to get in touch with this business, this bed and breakfast that's growing it and give them a hell of a recommendation. Maybe I'm going to go stay down there, hang out, check out their garden, right. you know, and make some great some great content for you guys. Do you have show. just a weed Dude, garden pass? I actually live down the street. I don't need to stay here. <laughs> All right. What, uh, what uh, the other thing I got growing on or going on in my grow, man, those sound very close is uh i got those bulbs man so i got uh some power veg t5s the hortolux bulb with the uv that's right. new out very unique no other t5 bulb with uv in it and i was struggling what to do with i have 
two white widows that are going to be in the bloom room over summer, I think, and just shut down one of the lights, you know, and have kind of chill out in there. But I'm like, man, I have four other plants right now that are just, they're going to be big enough for me to flower, let's say, in like three gallons during the you know upcoming summer months. I'm like, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put them in there under that power veg. It'd be fun. I haven't had a fun little experiment. Right. See what a power veg T5 can do from veg to flower. You know, something as a recommendation potentially for the, uh, the closet grower out there because I think sometimes we get into this LED talk and I've overlooked. Like I said, I had a buddy with four bulb T5 grow his own, all what he needed. Uh, of course, you only have the tops, but it's always fun to see what a light can do that's, you know, affordable and easy to work with. So that's what I'm going to do as a good experiment. What man, do you think? I like it, man. I bet it'll do well. Yeah, I, think uh, I don't see why it wouldn't, man. It's just for veg, right? No, no, I'm a, I want to bloom really? under that. I want to say, what, hey, this is what you can do with six plants and three gals as a closet grower uh, under a T5. You know, prove that you can grow your personal supply and it will be of high yeah, quality. Yeah, if you scrog it, it'll do well. Yes, it'll do well. Man, what do you mean? You, know, you mean I'm going to have to trim the bottoms at all? I can't just leave all that <laughs> on there? I'm just joking. Dude, I spent like four hours the other night just working my three plants for a bloom prune indoors. And it's like when you, and I'm being like bonsai with it, you know, like freaking... Migagi, yeah. <laughs> I said Migagi. All right. Anyway, yeah, I was, and I was like, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people don't take the time to do it to this detail. I only have three plants. Granted, they're really big, but man, when you're done, it's just like a moment of being proud to see all the air movement, all the energy going up to the top flowers, and really cleaning that shit up. Hell yeah, man! I like it. I like it. All right, I'm getting off my grow box. What do you got? Cool, man. What's, what's going on in your Yo, grow, man, man? I have been chasing a light leak. I'm sorry, not a light leak, an air leak for a while now. I figured it out. I've always had problems with my, not always, but recently I've had problems with my air conditioner. That this three-ton air conditioner can't keep up with seven lights air-cooled. You know, and it just doesn't make sense, man. There's something wrong there. We do have a CO2 burner in there that's air-cooled as well. And that thing, this is my clue, man, is that thing is always running. It's always making heat. And there's no reason why it should always be running. At a certain point, that CO2 should get to 1,000 and stay there. Wait, you just said your CO2 burner is always frequently running? Frequently running, not always, but it's running more than it should. Yes, it's very frequently running. Okay. So, which leads me... You know, have you ever gotten the P? You should just get the PPM meter, dude. You, of course, you have one to come to talk. You have. I have one, a digital monitor right? controller a, in there. Okay, what backs up that? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you need that. I mean, it's like you could get a handheld, or you could get that Hydrofarm one for like 125. Just some is important. Backup for a CO2 controller with a pain yeah. in the ass, man. No, no, not a backup CO2 controller. But it, uh, an, an environmental monitor, all it does is tell you what your temperature right, right. is. Right, right. I got you. And keeps forty-eight logs. But anyway, go anyway, ahead. It, so you think it's running, it's running too, too much. much? Which what that tells me is that uh, there's air being removed from from the room. For some way, we're losing air. The air conditioner's job and even that CO2 enrichment's job or burner's job is to enrich the air and then shut off. It's not supposed to be constantly having to work. These things are supposed to be, the air conditioner is supposed to condition the air. It's supposed to cool it down and then it's supposed to shut off for a bit. When the air gets gets higher, you know, more, higher again or, you know, higher in temperature, it turns back on again. So there's a problem, man. There's a problem because the air conditioner never gets a rest. It never gets a chance to even catch up. Up. 
and the uh, CO2 burner as well is giving me a signal that it's working way too hard. That CO2 burner should be on 15, 20 minutes an hour, and it's on you know 40 minutes an hour. So somewhere there's a light leak. I'm sorry, a leak rather, an air leak, whether it's in my hoods. Uh, that could be sometimes the actual uh, ductwork will actually cut you know, like you'll have a rip on, you know, maybe right inside the ductwork, maybe real close to uh, one of the joints. So you think the air is leaking out of the room, causing your CO2 burner to run more than Yeah, and also exhausting. It's pulling out the conditioned air. So the air that's halfway cooled to where it needs to be is getting ripped out, and it has to start from scratch with new air, hot air. So, yeah, I think... It, and, I mean, if it's doing that much, you'd think and you'd be able to... You would think... Find you would it. think like it would so, be... man. It's weird. I'm start and I'm starting to really think that maybe it's a cumulative effect. What if I've got all my uh, little air leaks on each one of my hoods? You know, I've got four or five old hoods in there. You know, uh, like the old uh, Sun System hoods from back in the day. Man, maybe there's little. Maybe I'm losing 100 cfm from each one of those. You know, and and those little leaks all accumulate into you know something significant, man. I'm wondering, something's weird. You know, I thought I could ignore it, but you can't ignore this shit, man. Something, it's too much to ignore at this point. So, yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'll be doing is chasing mystery leaks, man. I'm half tempted to call Temp Needs Todd, man. Just pay him his hourly wage and say, come on up here and help a brother out, man. He's always good to growers, man. What's your PPM set at on your CO2 it was set at 1,000, and because it was just so damn hot in there and everything was working so hard, I lowered it last night. I just gave up until I can... Until I can go and, uh, and 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 test everything and find this leak, I just lowered it down to eight hundred. Makes me think of like having a a lung area or like like you put your CO two generator in a different room and then when your CO two controller tells it to turn on and then inject CO two, a fan turns on to like pull it out of that room without the heat, but then that room will get so hot because. You know, if you you have to exhaust that room for heat, so it's just like yeah, trying to over. Yeah, I have an air cooled CO two generator, but and it's in line with a couple of the lights. I'm thinking that's a contributing factor. Like I'm going to re-engineer this and try to fix this problem. I'm going to have to run that air cooled CO two generator on its own uh, its its own line. No lights, not in line with other lights, but just a complete in and out straight shot. Hmm. So uh, is that the culprit? Could be. Certainly could be air cooled CO2 generator. Is it complete? So it has to, that has to be pulling some air from the room. No, it was no. a vacuum because if no, it's an, the air cooled CO2 generator has a, a, a heat sink on top of it. So not a heat sink, but essentially it's got a chamber that gets hot and then that air is, is removed and it's a sealed unit where the air is removed from, uh, you know, comes in one side and comes out the other, just like a light fixture. But you're right, man. That shit might like be leaking, man. Maybe, maybe it, something's up with that CO2 air cooled. You think so, huh? I'm in, so. I'm on it, man. I'm on it. Like I said, I might need to call Temp Needs Todd over here, man. He's he's the man with the equipment. Word. Well, uh, man, I think that's that's about what's growing on episode three. Let's. Uh, you got anything else or uh, any other announcements? I have nothing, man. I'm good. I'm good nothing. to go, man. Come join us at the Cannabis Cup and smoke us out, man. Yeah, go over to realgrowers.com. Uh, if you all want to pick up a shirt, pick up some recharge. Uh, That's the live read official product of the show. Don't forget a good way to support us and get a fabulous product in your garden. 
for uh, all garden types. Go check it out and learn about, man, just a great growth stimulant powered by turbo microbes now. I say turbo Damn microbes. Damn straight, man. And uh, that's over at realgrowers.com. If any of you techies were out there looking at it, uh, I did just officially make the checkout 163% secure. It's always been secure. I don't want to scare anybody, but there's this, you know, I get annoyed when it's not, uh, you don't see the, the, the green love. So regardless, if you, people know what I'm talking about. If you know what I'm talking about, hopefully it just didn't confuse anybody. But go check it out over there. Pick up your DGC Cup shirts uh, over there as well. Order them now. Get them before. Get them at the booth too. But uh, that's going to be fun time. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, yeah, hopefully we get to go to Cypress Hill too, man. It sounded like fun. Hoping we put that together. I think so. We should have an announcement by Friday here on some Cypress Hill options. Ideally, it'd be like I want to, you know, freaking party shuttle from the cup to hill or it's just smoke pouring out of the windows and shit like that but we'll see damn straight (laughs) well let us know if y'all want to y'all want to do something like that man we could definitely throw a party over there word guys thanks for listening to dude grow show what's growing on yeah man later scotty